Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. Well, we have a challenge in front of us. So I... I, I uh... I will uh, venture down here, and I will give you a F-14 Mach 5 flyover of the sermon, (laughs) and we'll just kind of skim across the mountaintops, and if you want to drop out into a valley and take some notes and study these things out, maybe I'll put my notes online for you a little bit later. Uh, If we were to play a game where I said everybody... Uh, church is over, get up and exit, what would you do? How would you get up? What would you get? What would you do? And how would you exit? Well, you'd probably gather up your stuff and you'd go out the door that you came in. And then if you did it correctly, then I'd give you $10,000. But unfortunately, none of you will have done it correctly because you didn't know the rules before we started. (laughs) The rules are you can't take anything with you. You have to leave it all here because you can't take it with you. And that wide door that you're going to go through, that's not the door to win. It's that little narrow door over there you have to go through to win. So I would feel pretty secure that I wouldn't be giving anybody $10,000 at the end of the game. But if, if I said this, now we're going to play the game again, and you all know the rules. But let's say we do it next Sunday. We do the same game next Sunday, same rules, but now there's a handful of visitors sprinkled amongst you, one sitting right next to you. And if you knew that your prize money of $10,000 would not be diminished at all, should someone else also win, because pastor has $10,000 for everybody, each individual person. When I said, okay, here's what we're going to do today, guys. We'll see who does it right. Everybody stand up and exit the building. You'd lean over to your neighbor. You'd say, hey, hey, get... Leave you, don't, don't, don't pick that up. Leave that there. And they start to go to the wide door in the center of the room. You go, no, 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 no. Come over here with me. Because you knew that your prize money wouldn't be diminished if you helped somebody else. This is how the gospel works, ladies and gentlemen. You didn't know the rules getting into this. Unfortunately, we oftentimes choose to live our lives by rules. And I'm, I don't know where you're going to be, Rose, on anything that I'm doing where any of these slides are concerned. So, oh, look at that. So if there happens to be something that appears back there that's relevant to what I'm saying, praise the Lord. <laughs> if not, we'll just go for it. All the way, uh, the song, beautiful worship today. Thank you so much, Lexi. Back to the garden, right? So we go back to the garden, and I don't know if you know this or not, but Adam and Eve got in trouble because they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Remember this? But did you know that there was another tree right there in the center of the garden? And it was called the tree of life. There were two very important trees in the garden, tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, two different trees. And Adam and Eve chose to take the knowledge of good and evil. They said, okay, I need rules. I want to know right from wrong. See, Father Abraham comes along long before, long before the, the Mosaic law was enacted. And what did he do? It was accounted unto him, uh, Romans chapter 4, I think we had it a few weeks ago. It was accounted unto him righteousness even before he was circumcised 
And circumcision was only a sign that he was righteous. Remember this from a couple weeks ago? It didn't make him righteous. It was a sign that he knew the way. And, and for us, it's by grace through faith. That's how, that's the only rule by grace through faith. But because we as humans have chosen the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we continue to need revelation of how bad we are. We get revelation of how bad we are as infraction. You didn't know you were leaving the room wrong until the rule said, leave your stuff and go out that door. You didn't know you were doing it wrong until there was a rule. And so along comes Moses. Now we're past Abraham. Now we're 1500, now we're 400 years to Moses. Moses comes along with the Decalogue, Deca, as in decathlon, the Deca, meaning 10, the Decalogue, the law. And here we have them. Do we have them all? Do we have, there they are. That's how it all started. You want the knowledge of the tree of good and evil? Here's how it begins. Here's the list. Let me just show you how evil you are because you can't keep that list. Then what happens is, ever read the book of Leviticus? You know that there's 613 additional laws beyond this, right? So we started with 10, and every time there's more and more laws, there becomes what? More and more infraction, because you didn't know. You just didn't know there was a law against that. Now you see that there is a law against it, you go, uh. Then what happens is the rabbis get a hold of it, throw a bunch of oral law, oral tradition on there, and now we have what's called the Talmud, and I, like, how big is the Talmud? Well, we've gone from 10 rules to 613 rules to 72 books of rules. If you're a Jew, that's what you live by, the Talmud, oral tradition. And the books just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. More and more infraction. And what does the Old Testament do for us? What do all these laws do for us? They just show us one thing, how Poorly, we can keep the law. We chose the wrong tree back in the day. We, should, no one, we all are born with a proclivity to sin. With, intentionality, with unintentionality, we sin, right? Because that's what we've inherited. I'm already out of time. But let me just read to you uh, a scripture. I'm going to go to the end of our text. We have the entire last half of Romans chapter 5 to cover today, but I'm going to give you the, just the last two verses of it, all right? And um, I'd like to read it to you in the Message Bible. All that passing of laws against sin did was to produce more lawbreakers. Because the more, the more laws that we saw, what happened? I broke it. I broke it. I can't keep that one. I can't keep that one. I can't keep that one. I forgot to keep that one. I can't keep that one. All of the passing of all the law sinned was to produce more lawbreakers, but sin didn't and doesn't have a chance in competition with the aggressive forgiveness that we call grace. When it's sin versus grace, grace wins hands down. All sin can do is to threaten us with death, and that's the end of it. Grace because God is putting everything together again through the Messiah, invites us into a life, a life that goes on and on, world without end. If you told me I had to pick up 600 pounds to win, I couldn't do it. But if I could find someone who could pick up 600 pounds for me, 
then I could, and, and I could attach myself to his victory. Therefore, I would there, thereby be able to say, I can do it. I can do all things. I don't even know that Aaron can pick up 600 pounds. Or that was the 600 and something deadlift back in the day. Is in college. 600 and what? 600 and something. Just picking up 600 pounds. You see why I have him and Miles come help me with pianos. Right? I get the victory because I know somebody that did it. Jesus kept the law. He says, I've come to fulfill the law. If you'll come to me, and who is me? I am the way, the truth, and the life. I can do it. If you, attack, you can live off of what I've done for you. And guess what? There was another tree that was on top of Golgotha's hill. And for you and me, it was the tree of life. We have an opportunity to come back and do it all again and take the tree of life and not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Stand with me today. That's like essential oil smell right there, man. That's so concentrate. That's so concentrate. You go, oh, 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 like that. You have the choice of the trees today. You can continue to do the best you can. Self-will yourself into the next good thing. Fool your spouse, fool your friends, fool your pastor, put on a good show, live in the knowledge of good and evil all day long, or you say, well, pastor, what the Bible requires is so big, I could never do it. Exactly, it's 600 pounds you could never lift. But you know somebody who took the tree of life and hung on it for you. You say, I'm, I'm going to attach my life. I don't understand, but I'm going to believe like I did 36 years ago tomorrow. I'm going to believe. And what happens? Oh, you may not have angels appear in your car. You not, may not break down in tears. But inside of you, like the Grinch who stole Christmas, whose heart who grew three times that day and boing, broke the little, the little frame around his heart. It can happen to you. And it's not by the clothes you wear or the version of the Bible that you read, or the church that you attend. Call this thing anything else than destiny. A rose by any other name still smells as sweet. You come to Jesus this morning. Don't come to me. Don't come to this church. Come to Jesus, and there you will find the one who is able to lift your burdens. Because you know what happens? Even after those of you get free and are saved and have trust Jesus, you begin to pick up weights again. And Hebrews tells us to lay aside the weight that so easily besets you. So you got free, you picked Jesus, but then all of a sudden you picked up your anger again, your bitterness or your addiction. Man, I'll tell you what, Jesus is the answer. The way that you got saved before is the way that you'll recommit your life to the Lord today. Simple faith. Abraham started it all by grace through faith. And because we started to muck it up with all kinds of rules and regulations, finally Jesus said, okay, enough. Let me fulfill it all. Now just trust me by grace through faith. So Father, we bow our hearts and our heads today and we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the laws that reveal how broken we are on the inside and how we can't do it ourselves. We just can't pick it up anymore. So the Lord is inviting you right now to lay all that down, maybe for the very first time today, and just having simple childlike faith 
Or maybe you made that commitment last year or a couple years or whatever, and now it's kind of gotten lukewarm. The rheostat's kind of been dialed back a little bit, and you're not burning as bright as you used to. Today's the day. The Lord says, lay aside those weights. Forget it. In light of eternity, that momentary high, that, 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 that rush of adrenaline, that, that thing you get when you think you're cheating death or cheating in this or, or cutting a corner. Listen, it all pales in comparison when you come back to the garden to a place of communion and, the, and, and death, the power of death is canceled because the power of death is found in the law. God says, I have made you free and now made you a law of the spirit of life. For there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And he comes alive in you once again, and your heart is strangely warmed. If that's you, for the first time, or you're coming back, or just wanting to make a recommitment this morning, just lift your hand with me. Here we are, God. Sinners saved by grace, broken but healed insignificant but so significant in your eyes that you would die for us on a tree the tree of life so Lord we turn our back on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and we look at you and the things of this earth grow strangely dim in the light of your glory grace take me back to the garden the Lord says make the choice today choose you this day whom you will serve stop serving yourself and serve Jesus here we are God with our hand eye we're going to serve you just tell them everybody that's with their hand up say it out loud unafraid and unapologetically Lord I will serve you Lord I will serve you <laughs> we won't always do it right but we know the one who we serve is gracious and kind and so we accept your forgiveness and we begin anew right now, a brand new start. Take the hand of your neighbor this morning. Maybe it's your husband, your wife, or kid, or, and just, just, just give it a little squeeze because we're all in this together. You know, the, nobody escapes, nobody escapes. We all go by way of the grave unless, unless there is a, a rapture before. So this is a long and narrow road. Together, we are much stronger than we are apart. So Father, knit our hearts together once again where there has been broken let there be healing where there has been anger let there be love where there has strife let there be reconciliation where there have been tears now let them be tears of joy and now may the peace of God the presence of God the power of God the love of Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Spirit rest on your life to serve him as best you can with the help of the Holy Spirit and the power of the uh, unction of the Holy Ghost and may you serve him every day of your life to the fullness of your ability for his glory. In Jesus' name, amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.